Daily Dose of DMOS Episode 3. Um, this one's going to kind of be a tough one. Definitely not going to be an easy one. Never expected it to be in one. I feel like I'm doing a little early, but I don't know. I guess there is no real good time to talk about something like this. Um, for today's topic or tonight's topic or this morning's topic, once again, whatever applies to what time you're listening to this. Today's topic is going to be um, how I've handled um, my mom passing away. Um, as most of you know, my mom, she passed um, August 11th, 2019. Um, she had cancer and it, it really took a, a big hit. It really, really took a big hit. Um, at the time when she was uh, to the point to where, let me just rewind. Okay, so my mom, she got cancer. Um, was diagnosed and started chemo and radiation. She didn't lose her hair, um, which was a, a good thing, especially for my mom. She was one who was really, really tedious about her appearance. She was like, I'm not about to go nowhere looking ratchet. <laughs> that was just her. Um, she wasn't necessarily cured of it, but it had stopped taking as big of a toll on her. Um, as we had expected she was good for a little while she had gained a lot of her weight back and then it came back more ferocious than ever and it had went and it had started attacking her brain so I was working on the road um, at the time and I had got a, a phone call from my uncle Michael Russ and he said hey buddy I don't know how to tell you this but you, if you can you need to come home mom's not going, doing good you need to come see her if you can and so of course I told my boss and he was more than happy I mean he, he was he was like jumped to the gun to get me home he's like look dude that's your mom you only got one of them and you need to be there like you need to you need to be there there's something that you will never be able to live with yourself if you're not there for it so I left and I um I went home and it was hard um I didn't really recognize her. Uh, she had done. She, okay, so my mom had dentures. <laughs> Big shocker to a bunch of people, I guess. I don't know. She didn't have her dentures in, so that's one thing that was very obvious. You know, it was. You could look at her, and look as if she wasn't in pain, but you just knew that she was in excruciating pain. And the doctors. They've done a fantastic job in, in making sure that she felt as little of pain as possible. Um, sorry. That was one of the hardest things I've ever had to see in my life. Um, I love her. I miss her. Every single day is a new battle. I had a lot of family and a lot of friends that were there for me. But it seemed like nothing helped. It seemed like 
no matter how encouraging their words were, you know, everyone always said she's in a better place or she'll, she's never going to hurt again. You'll see her again one day. You know, that all was comforting and all of it was great. But at the time, I didn't need to hear that. I wanted, I wanted to hear that she's going to be okay. She's going to pull through. You'll have your mom again. Um, I still struggle with the fact that I can't call her. I can't text her. I can't see her. I miss her hugs. I miss her laugh. She always did this thing. <laughs> it's funny. And now I think about it. If you said something or done something that she thought like, you know, I need to be mad at this, but it's funny. Or I need to be mad at this, but it, it kind of fit the moment. Like she couldn't really be mad about it. She would like push her lips together, kind of poke them out a little bit. Not like a duck face, but she'd just kind of like crinkle them together and push them out a little bit. And she'd like squint her eyes and like snarl her nose at you. And she'd just look at you and be like, really? <laughs> really, Darian? <laughs> she, she always told her emotions on her face. Uh, you could look at her and know exactly what was going through her mind. Um, my mom, she used to be a really... I wouldn't say really big, but she was a, a fairly big woman at one point in her life. And when she started getting really bad sick, she started losing a lot of her weight. And uh, my mom had a lot of tattoos, um, a lot, a lot, a lot of tattoos. I mean, inside of her hands, on every knuckle, her feet, her legs, her thighs, her back, her stomach, her ears, her arms everywhere that she could possibly handle the pain of that tattoo she was going to get it there and um she had a bunch of tattoos for her kids she had tattoos um that were for her tattoos for family members um one that I've always loved and every time I would see her I would mess with it or look at it or say something about it was (laughs) when I was little I had blonde hair and it was fairly long for a kid at least a boy at the time and I had just woke up I mean bright eyed bushy tailed just straight out of bed and I had what 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 we call a really bad case of the bed head and uh she got it tattooed I don't know why she never did get to explain to me why she got that tattooed but um I'm actually looking for the picture now Maybe I can post it with this podcast, but um, it was a picture of me with a really bad bed head. She got it tattooed on her arm and just something about it she loved. Um, I guess it was just a pure, innocent little Darian. And she wanted to constantly have that image of me, <laughs> you know, because as you get older and you go out and, and experience life, things change. Um, she always had that tattoo and then there's one more. And I, I got a picture of both of them while she was in the hospital. Um, so I could forever see him if I ever wanted to. And those one, it was, uh, you could see like parts of a brick wall. It was like little bits of brick. And it was mine, my older brother's and my little brother's names, um, written in our handwriting. Dre had just learned how to write in cursive. So of course he wrote his in cursive and me and Tristan, Tristan had no clue absolutely whatsoever how to write. I mean, not even the slightest idea of what his name even was. (laughs) And so she obviously tried to help him as much as she could to write it. Um, And then mine was 
pretty horrific in itself. And it was on her right arm, on the inside of her arm. And she told me as I got older what that tattoo meant. And I didn't understand how deep of a meaning the tattoo had until she was really gone. She said that her three boys were the rock that she could, or the, the wall that she could always lean against and always fall back on. She knew that we would never leave her, no matter how bad things had got or how much we didn't agree with each other. She would never have to worry about us being there for her. And, you know, I, I see that now as like a safety net. Like she saw me and my brothers as her safety net. Like that was something that she could always rely on. And here, especially in the past month, I've really, really just wanted one more conversation to tell her what's going on, explain to her why I'm feeling this way. There's no love like a mother's love, and some days you really feel like you can't get through the day without it. Every day I wonder why she's no longer here. Every day I, I feel like she's going to miss out on so much. She's going to miss out on the day that I get married. She's going to miss out on seeing my my kids, her grandkids. She's going to miss so much. And it sounds selfish. It really does. That That's all I want her to be here for is the things that I want her to see. But there's things were always so important to her. She always... She made sure to tell me that, you know, the stereotypical mom, like, after you get a haircut, you come home, and like, you're such a handsome young man, you know, that's just something that a mom says. But she was, she was my biggest, I guess what you could call a hype man. She, she always made me feel like I was on top of the world. She could always talk me out of a bad situation. And there's so many things that I wanted her to be here to be like look mom I've done it I did it I'm here I've crossed that bridge you know so hard there's there's days where I've had a really bad day at work or or, you know, me and Tristan get into an argument. <laughs> or something comes up in my life personally that I just feel like she would want to hear or want to know about. And I'll never forget this as long as I live. 
there was one day back in October. It was right after I had turned 20. I had left work and something crazy happened. Like it was just, you know, something to call home about, you know, something to call mom about. And I had got as far as typing her name in and clicking on her name and pressing call. And then it hit me that I couldn't do it. That she would never answer again. And that right there was the breaking point that I realized she's really gone, Darian. She's really not coming back. And I didn't know what else to do. So I did the only thing I could think. And I broke down and I cried it out. I looked at pictures of her and talked to her as if she was standing right in front of me. And I catch myself doing that a lot. You know, that really helps whenever I feel like I want to talk to her, I just do it as if she's standing right there or as if she's sitting right beside me, I just talk. Like, mom, you're not gonna believe this. Like, I got a raise, or mom, you're not gonna believe this. I just went and got me a a sound system for my car. Mom, you're not gonna believe this. I've been three days with not with not drinking soda. Like it's just, I just talk to her, you know, as if she's right there. I just talk to her, and it helps. I mean, no, it's not easy. Sometimes I get really emotional, as you could tell. But I miss her, and I love her. Um, I just talked to her. And one thing that I'm so thankful for, so thankful for, everyone hates technology and say it's going to rule the world one day, but if it wasn't for technology, I would not have the voicemail that I have. She called me one day, and for whatever reason, I didn't answer her. I couldn't answer. And she left me a voicemail. And I, I listen to it all the time. Um, it's just short, sweet, and simple. But it's words that I could only hear from my mom. She said, hey, baby, it's mama. Give me a call. I love you. And that's it. Just that little three seconds of voice keeps me on the track that I'm on now. And there's been some times where I've seen my mom and certain people, and I'm so thankful that I've had them around in the times that I did have them. But, I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it gets easier. It just becomes more natural, knowing that she's not gonna be here. You know, like I always have pictures and videos and and that that little voicemail um I constantly have that that's something I will never ever let go of I'll never lose and I promise if I ever have to get a new phone and I lose all that stuff I'm suing Apple for everything they're worth I will do it I'll be like look y'all can sit here and dig up dirt on criminals from 30 years ago you're gonna give me my pictures of my mom back I'm sorry (laughs) like if you can go in and get all the stuff that I've looked at on my phone and taken pictures of and everything that I've deleted if you can dig that up don't sit here and tell me that you can't get the pictures of my mom (laughs) like I will fight you and uh 
yeah so like i said if i ever lose those things apple i'm heading your way <laughs> just just be prepared um you know, I've had some really good memories with my mom, and I've had some really bad times with my mom. Everyone has that. Um, I'm just thankful that I was given 19 years with her. Um, growing up, we weren't as close, nearly as close as I wish we would have been. Um, and then there was some times where we could go months on end without talking to each other. And... I hate that it got to that point, you know, I hate that it it felt that way, but when she moved back home, um, it was my junior year, I think, I believe it was my junior year, my junior year in high school, she moved back home, and, uh, it was like, I had something that I had never had before and couldn't let it go. And we grew closer and closer than I had ever expected us to get. She became like my best friend. I could call her and tell her anything and everything I wanted to, knowing that she's going to be mad, but she's going to help me through it. Like, she's going to be really pissed off. It's not going to be something that she's okay with, but she's going to help me through it. And, um, excuse me, I burped. (laughs) Um, uh, I kind of lost track of where I was. I was so focused on apologizing for that burp. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I I cherish all the memories that we've had. um, All the good times, all the bad times. And I have a couple, you know, good things that I can say. She saw me graduate. You know, she, you know, she, she made it that far. She saw me walk the stage. I had my diploma in hand. She got to see that. She got to see all of my proms because I actually went to prom after I graduated high school. Um, she got to see all of my proms. Um, she got to meet the people that I shared a relationship with. Um, some of them. She got to meet and be around. Uh, she got to come to my band concerts. Um, I was a big band nerd in school. Go ahead, laugh your head off. I get it. I was a band nerd in school, but she got to come to my concerts. I've got pictures of her when she was there. Um, I got to see her get married again. She came to my marching band shows. We got to go on vacations together. Um, we did like 4th of July. She got to be here for Christmases and Thanksgivings and, and all kinds of other stuff that we shared. And one thing I can always say is no matter how upset I make somebody or how disappointed somebody is in me, that somehow my mom is finding the positive out of it and she's so proud of me. I've always been worried about letting people down and feeling like I've disappointed them, but my mom never, ever in her entire life told me that she wasn't proud of me. Whether it was the biggest screw-up that I could have thought I've ever done, she was still proud of me. Um, I want to hear it one more time, you know? Son, I'm so proud of you. 
I want to hear her laugh. I want to give her a hug. I want to hold her hand in church. Pray with her at the altar. Tell her about good things that have happened and tell her, baby, I told you it was coming. You just had to be patient. One thing that I've always loved about my mom is that no matter who was watching or who knew, she was going to be herself. It didn't matter who she was around or what she was doing. She was going to be Donna. (laughs) That was it. I mean, she had the title Diva Doll for years. I mean, that was her Facebook name for Pete's sake, Donna Diva Doll. (laughs) Um, She wore some goofy clothes. She went all out for a lot of uh, festivities. Like, I have a picture of me and her, and I was wearing a uh, half red, half green jacket and tie with reindeer dancing and holding beer (laughs) by Christmas trees and beside her she's got a ugly Christmas sweater with a cow on it and a little bell and bells all around it and red leggings and red lipstick and cow print socks and black shoes I mean we went all out for some holidays for sure um St. Patrick's Day was one of her favorite holidays she swore up and down she was Irish but I still don't know if she was or not (laughs) But she loved green, and I feel like that's where my my love for green comes from. Um, One thing that she definitely did is she definitely made sure that whatever family she was in touch with or whatever family she wasn't in touch with, if they ever got in touch with her, if she ever got in touch with them, that she would always check on them. She always made sure that they were doing okay. Um, Whether she could help or not, she still wanted to make sure that they knew that she was thinking about them. She never, ever told anyone that she's like, you know, I really just can't deal with this right now. I've got a lot on my plate. You know, I really don't want to sit here and talk about this. She was open ears to anybody um, and everybody, really. Um, She was such a loving person, you know, and I I feel like I've inherited that from her. I'm open arms to a lot of people and a lot of things. that's one thing I, I will say that I, I, I'm just going to admit it yeah I'm, I'm a very very big hearted and kind person like yeah you can get on my bad side and I can be mean but when it comes down to it I want to make sure that you're taken care of that you're happy and that if there's anything that I can do that I'm going to do it you know um, there's there's some things that I wish I could have changed um, that I've inherited from her. You know, like sometimes my big heart gets me hurt. Um, I care too much sometimes and I don't see it. But, you know, my mom, she had a very contagious laugh. She, Her smile would light up a room. Like you... When you're in a room, say, for instance, like I could be sitting there at the house at my mama's house and everybody's around and say my mom's not there yet. When my mom got there, I knew she was there, not because the dogs were barking or because someone said, hey, Donna's here or 
um, anyone said that she was there. It was just because, like, once she walked in the room, it was like the whole atmosphere changed. Like, it was just, mom is in the house. You know, she's here. <laughs> like, this is it. It's going down. And and I love that. You know, like, I could, I could go to her house and we could talk for hours. I, mean, I can't tell you how many times that I could call her and it'd be one o'clock in the morning, whether I was on the road or at home or just couldn't sleep or whatever, I, I could call her and it'd be one o'clock in the morning. She would still answer and she would sit there and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. <laughs> and no matter what, like she, she wouldn't sit there and be like, baby, I'm really tired. I think I'm gonna go to bed. She'd be like, is everything okay? You know, do you need me to stay up? Do you need me to do this? She would never complain about it either. It was never like the next day she'd call me like, you had me up till two in the morning talking and blah, 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 blah. She never complained about it. She was always so freely giving of her time and her love. You know, like, God, it was just, there's just so many good things, you know? And I feel like the biggest thing for me that I hold on to is the good times are now great times because that's all I had. The bad times were lessons and I can make more. You know, like once I get to heaven, I can see her again. God, that'll be an amazing day. I can't wait. The day that I get to see my mom again, everything's gonna change. You know, they say there's, <laughs> funny, I'm bringing this up. They say there's no tears in heaven, but I'll be crying tears of joy for sure. That was one song that she showed to me by Eric Clapton. That's a little bit of a recommendation for a song if you need one. Um, Eric Clapton, Tears in Heaven. That song right there, she showed it to me and I listen to it all the time. It, it's it's a good song for sure. Um. I mean, I'm sorry if I've made you cry or I'm sorry if, you know, you've, you've seemed like you need to feel sorry for me. Don't because, you know, everyone at some point will go through something like this, you know, and I just pray that you have the strength to get through it and the support to get through it like I have. Um, I've got a lot of people that are here for me and a lot of people that have proven that they're here for me through this um a lot of you know a lot of things that have happened and I wish I could call her for I'm glad I didn't get to because I know that it would just tear her down like it would just break her heart she always you know she would she never admitted this but who cares now my mama will sit there and say I was the favorite like (laughs) I was her favorite I don't care what Tristan or Dre or Damon or anybody says I was her favorite suck it up buttercup like Darian Moss was her favorite child (laughs) no I'm just kidding I'm not okay whatever I'm gonna say it. I really was (laughs) and and I took that I didn't take it lightly you know like I I upheld myself I held myself to that standard. Like, I really did. Like, I was like, I'm the favorite. I've got to make her proud. Like, I got to make mama happy. I've got to make her, you know, 
keep that little title on me, you know, because I didn't want her to switch up on me. I didn't want her to be like, nah, I think I think Darian's kind of fell off. I'm going to make Tristan or Dre or Damon the favorite. Like, I'm going I'm to go to somebody else for a little bit. And with me feeling like I was the favorite, you know, I feel like there were so many things that she wanted to share with me. Like I said before, like my wedding and the day that I have my kids and the day I get my first house or something like that, you know, like that's all going to suck that she's not going to be here for it. But I know she's looking down, smiling bigger than ever. Like, I feel like the days that I get married, the day that I have a kid, the day that I get a house, the day that all the good things happen that I want to tell her it's going to be sunshine and there's not going to be a cloud in the sky because that sun is my mom's smile shining down on me saying, I'm proud of you, son. This is what you've worked for. This is what you've put yourself through all the hurt and all the pain and all the tears and all the trials and tribulations that you've overcome and the time that you've prayed and the time that you've fought for all of this. I'm smiling up here and you're going to know it down there through the sunshine. You know, she's going to let me know by the sunshine that all these things she's proud of me about, you know, because I have put myself in some horrible situations. I really have. I have put myself in some really messed up things. I've done some really messed up things. But I know that whenever that sun is shining, whether I feel like it or not, my mama is smiling down at me and she knows that she's proud of me. And I feel like, you know, like I'm sitting out here in my car because I don't want to hear the dogs barking in the podcast. I'm sorry. I was trying to, you know, take y'all into consideration. But I'm sitting out here in my car and I'm looking out. And there's this one star to my right. I mean, you can't say it's to your right, but I can. It's to my right, and it's the brightest star in the sky as of right now. And there's me right there. That's me. I'm the star. And I look around, and I look for the moon, and I see it. And that right there, that's my mom. We're up there, and we're together. We We may not be right beside each other. We may not be, you know, like super close. But we're up there together. She's always told me that she would be here for me through everything. And that she would be there to help me get through anything. And I can't stop thinking about that reference of moon and stars. You know, that's something that she's ingrained. Like she has ingrained in my head that the moon and the stars will never be apart. And because she was my moon and I was her star, that we would never be apart. While we may be apart physically, as of right now, we have never been apart emotionally. She's always been in my heart, and she's never going to leave there. You know, they always say leave room for Jesus. I've got Jesus in my heart, but i got to leave room for my mom, too. My mom is in my heart. And there's just so many things, you know, just there's just so many little things. Like when she would call me fudge, you know, someone else calls me fudge. It's weird. Someone else laughs about it or jokes about it it's just not the same but when I hear it from mom it's like a comforting thing you know like that's something that only my mom gets to do or say when like you say I would get a good paycheck or I would you know get a raise or something like that at my job I would always call her and tell her be like look mom I just got this raise or I just you know got this really nice paycheck and she'd be like good mama needs a new pair of shoes (laughs) you know that was always her thing she was like mama needs a new pair of shoes and if you know her you know that she had closets upon closets upon boxes upon boxes of shoes. Knowing that you can only wear one pair at a time. And that 
and, and she always had this argument. These are my summer shoes. These are my fall shoes. These are my winter shoes. These are my spring shoes. These are my summer boots. These are my fall boots. It was just like every shoe had a season and every season had a different type of shoe. Like it was just, I mean, she could have four pairs of the same shoes and they'd be different colors and she can only wear two of them in this season and one in this season and the other in this season. Like, she was so particular about her clothes and shoes that she could only wear them at certain times. I'm sorry, but I just keep it plain and simple. If I'm going to be in the house all day or if I'm only going to be in the house and going to my car and it's winter time or fall or spring and it's going to be cold, I'm wearing shorts. I'm not going outside. I'm only going, like, the only time I'm going to be cold is when I leave the house and get in my car and then whenever my car heat up, heats up, I'm going to be warm again. So there's no reason for me to put on pants. So I wear shorts most of the time. And then... In the summertime, you're not going to catch me in a pair of pants unless I have to wear them for work. So I wear shorts mainly year round, especially in the house. And if I'm just going to like a store or something. And so like I keep it simple and I don't wear long sleeve t-shirts. Like I, just, I can't wear long sleeves. The only long sleeves I can wear is like a hoodie or a jacket. And that's only because I know I can take it off if I want to. It's like if the sleeves get on my nerves, I can take it off. So mama on the, on the, on the other hand could be 95,000 degrees outside. I'm talking about like the sun is 10 inches away from the surface of the earth. And she's out here wearing long sleeve shirt, but it's her summer shirt. So she's going to wear it. <laughs> like she was just so crazy when it came to that. Like she, she knew that there was it, this was a shirt that she could wear in the summertime. Like she even like would color her nails for the season. And it was just, it was so unreal. Like sometimes she just went over the top and you know, like, those are things that I can sit here and I can think about and cherish, you know. And, like, one thing that me and my mom used to share is whenever I was working at Freightliner, I would work third shift. And at the time, Galaxy was still just a wee little baby. God, she was growing up so much. But she was still just a little bitty baby. Couldn't talk, couldn't walk, wouldn't even crawl because she was stubborn. But I would get off on third shift. And Friday morning when I get off at 6.30, I would drive to her house. I would go in the house, I'd grab me something to drink, I'd drink me a little bit, I'd set it down on the table, I would go grab Galaxy out of her crib, and take her in the bed, and I'd go lay down with my mom, because Chad was usually already at work, so I'd go in the bed, and I'd lay down, I'd have the baby in my arms, she's already asleep, because I didn't wake her up from the crib, I'd go to bed with my mom, and she'd wake up, and most of the times, whenever I would wake up, it'd usually be like 12, 30, 2 o'clock, you know, later in the day, I would wake up, and by gosh, I've already got comments and likes, and you've been tagged in this post with Donna Divadal or Donna Morris. And it was a picture of me sprawled out all over the bed, knocked out. I'm talking about like mouth open, drooling, snoring, shirt all tangled up, arms flailed out. It didn't matter. She was taking a picture. She thought it was cute. So she was going to post it. And she made this one, and it was me and Galaxy. And she was like, This is what my Fridays are made of. And she did a hashtag that says, no, these posts don't embarrass him. And I was like, Mama, how are you going to sit here and tell me that these posts don't embarrass me whenever you haven't even asked? She said, well, you never did say anything about it. So I just considered it or I just thought it'd be okay." Excuse me again. I had to burp. I was like, Mama, really? Like you think just because I'm I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to hurt your feelings. She's like, well, if you don't want me to post them, don't. I was like. No, no, no. That's your decision. If you want to post them, then you post them. That's fine. But 
don't make it like an every week thing. She's like, but this is my Friday and people want to know about my Friday, Darian. I was like, okay, fine. I know you got like 30,000 people on the interweb that want to listen to you. <laughs> so post it. <laughs> and that's one thing that I really miss a lot is that I could come home, grab Galaxy, go lay down and wake up and still have a good time. You know, I can get up, we'd be laughing and joking and cutting around. And then there was some times, you know, where we, we were serious. Like, all the, like, there'd be a whole day of just nothing but serious. Because she had things she wanted to talk to me about. I had things I wanted to talk to her about. Things that were going on in both of our lives that we just, you know, it wasn't a time for joking and it wasn't a time for laughter, which I, I usually mess that up because I'm, I'm a jokester. <laughs> so I would try and make her laugh as much as I could. But, you know, and I'm not going to say that it's easy or that it's going to get easier but I will say that you become more aware of the fact that she's gone um, for anyone who has dealt with or is going to deal with the loss of a mother um, or a parent or anybody really that has been like a comfort for them uh, it, I'm not going to lie I'm not going to sit here and tell you it gets easier because it doesn't it really does not there's going to be days where you're just like that's all you're thinking about is dang I miss my mom or dang I miss whoever it is that I just lost like you're gonna think about it all day long the only thing I can tell you to do in those moments is cry it out think of the good memories look at pictures talk to whoever it is and get through it like if it takes you crying all day and all night to get through it do it because that's the only thing that's gonna help you've got to You've got to get through it the best way that you feel. And the best thing for me is i got to sit there. I've got to cry it out. I'm going to look at the pictures. I'm going to talk to her. And then I'm going to move on. And be like, there we go, mama. I miss you. I love you. I'm going to head on with my day. You know, kind of like a regular conversation. And, you know, like, I just don't want to put any kind of false hope into anyone's mind thinking that, you know, like, oh, well, you know, Darian seems that he's doing all right about this. Cause like, I, I, I can, I'm not going to say I can put on that I'm all right, but I'm not going to wear my emotions on my face, especially when it's something that absolutely nobody can change. You know, like when it comes to say me missing my mom, I'm not going to sit there and wear it on my face. I'm not going to put it on my shoulders and let everyone around me know that that's what's going on because I can't change it. You can't change it. Nobody can change it. So why even, you know, like, sulk about it? You know, like, I try to keep the most positive mindset that I can when it comes to that. Get your grieving over with. Cry it out. Talk it out. Do everything you got to do and move on. Because if you sit there and you sulk about it all day long and all night long and carry it into the next day, you're just going to have a bunch of bad days because that's all you're going to think about. But I'm pretty sure that my mom doesn't want to look down on me and see me sitting there crying and carrying on and worrying about missing her whenever I've got all this stuff in the world that I could do and all these things that I can do to to be happy, you know? Like, I don't want her to look down on me and think this is what I left behind. You know, like, this is all I've got is sadness and, and pain. You know, I don't want her to look down and see that. I want her to look down and be like, dang, Darian's really sitting there laughing his butt off at one of these videos that we took or one of these things that I said, like, you know, it's just, it's the little things that can really go a long way, you know, so I'm not going to lie and tell you it gets easier, I'm not going to tell you that, you know, 
it's all going to be all right because it's not. So do what you've got to do. Grieve, cry it out, and move on. And know that one day, as long as you're living your life right and that you're right with the Lord, that you're going to see her again or that you're going to see them again. And that's what really has kept me on the track that I'm on right now. I've I've focused on that. That's my end goal is to live my life to the best of my ability in track with my religion to be able to see her again one day. And I want the same for my kids. Like my future kids, if I if the Lord willing that I have kids, God help this world if I have kids because if there's any more of me running around, I don't know what y'all are going to do. But if the Lord's willing for me to have kids, I want my kids, if they have to endure me me dying, I want them to be able to look at me or think about me and be happy. Be like, dang, I remember that one time whenever dad did this or me and dad had this or this is one of my most fondest memories of me and dad. You know, I, I want that for my kids. I don't want them to be like, dang, I miss him. I wish he was here. Like, I want that, but I don't want it like all day, every day. And it just create a whole monster of problems. So... All this being said and all these memories and all the stuff that I've done, if it's helped, I'm glad. If it hasn't, I'm sorry. But this is the only way that I know that has helped me get through this. I I can sit there and I can type out something and leave it in my notes. I can write out something and fold it up and put it away and go on with it with my life and then there's sometimes that you know I could just sit there and talk it out and be that you know so whatever your escape is I'm not saying drugs or alcohol or something stupid or crazy whatever your escape is that's logical and that isn't harmful do it if it's talking if it's crying if it's laughing if it's looking at pictures if it's writing if it's singing anything I mean if if it helps you get through it freaking do it like that that should be a that right there i'm gonna quote that right here dairy moss if it helps you get through it then do it right there that's it and that's how i'm gonna end this podcast y'all have a blessed rest of your day i hope this helped i love you guys